0: Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Elvson with the Digital Education Podcast, and if you've been listening over the past few days, been asking um, the question, or kind of started a new series called "Get Ready," asking the question of school leaders: What are they thinking about as they get ready for um, the fall and for next year? And so today, I'm with a really good friend, someone I enjoy hanging out with, talking school, talking shop, with um, golfing with is uh, Scott Meadows, who's the head of school at the King's Academy in Sunnyvale, California. And so, Scott, I'm just going to throw it over to you and and just ask this question of, like, what's at the top of your mind, or what are you thinking about significantly right now as you prep for next fall?
1: Well, thanks, Eric, and uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, I've been looking forward to participating in this ever since I heard you were doing it, Uh, so I'm glad to be one of your invited guests. Uh, I've been in the Bay Area since 2015, and once I got here, I helped create a network with some of the uh, private schools, not uh, necessarily Christian schools, but just private schools, and uh, we've been talking over the last month about uh, the reopening of schools and what it's going to look like, and I think the thing that we struggle with the most uh, besides individual topics is really the big topic, and that is uh, the uncertainty of what next year will look like, Uh, mainly because... Uh, the, the truth is that we don't really control a lot of what's going to happen uh, between the state authorities, the governor, uh, local health departments. We're really limited in what we know we can do. So it's making us have to plan for multiple scenarios. And so uh, that makes it hard. Uh, but we do have um, some hints at what's going to go on. We're hearing buzzwords like uh, opening with social distancing, uh, thermal t- temperature checks. Um, we're hearing things like wearing masks to school. Uh, so these buzzwords give us some ideas on what to focus on, uh, and that's what we're trying to do. They also have a lot of real implications to what the school year might look like. When we hear about things like the CSU uh, have already said they're not gonna, uh, they're gonna be doing it online next year in the fall. And that uh, many of the sports leagues, uh, Division II have said no fall sports, no football. Um, while we're not bound by what the colleges are doing, it certainly happened last year in the spring when the uh, colleges all quit spring break on with no school again, except for online, we sort of followed suit in the high school. So it gives us some ideas of what to do. So, you know, what are the top three that I'm hearing about? Uh, Things like, you know, how would we accommodate class sizes of 12, uh, which would mean social distancing and all the challenges that brings Uh, things like, Okay, we can alternate kids coming to school. Uh, We can take lessons for those that don't come on the days they don't come. But what do we do with things like lunch period? What do we do with things like uh, sports, which may be a moot point if there are no sports? What do we do with assemblies, chapels? You know, Those are things that are gonna be real challenges for schools and we have to be able to adapt uh, and be fluid to the times. And uh, maybe we do assemblies all uh, virtual, uh, which we've been practicing. Uh, with our school right now. Um, again, we may have to start in one format and switch to another format. Maybe, or maybe they open things up in uh, October and change things on us and it allows us to do things. So really the unknown is the biggest challenge we have. Uh, we have to prepare for multiple scenarios, each with their own sets of rules and implementation strategies. And then the biggest thing with that is it all impacts the budget, right? So if you if you switch to uh, limited classes, we already have parents email us saying, are we gonna prorate tuition? Are we gonna do things? Colleges are seeing that where kids are demanding that they get a refund on tuition because they, they paid for a brick and mortar experience and they're not getting that now. So those are the challenges we see in the Bay Area and probably all across the country, really.
0: Scott uh, just kind of go deeper a little bit on some of those things. Is there anything that you've kind of proactively said, you know what, at this point in time, we're we're going to do this. Just to prepare ourselves or proactively whether it's building into the budget these certain resources or whether it's even just saying, you know what assemblies or whatever it might be. We're going to do this, no matter what happens in the fall. Um, or, you know, as you think proactively ahead rather than kind of getting into these places of let's see what happens or let's see what happens.
1: Um, I mean, proactively, before we even went to the uh, shelter in place order back in March, we did a virtual chapel before we ever called school off just to see how it would run. And so we're prepared right now to do all of our assemblies that way next year in small home groups, uh, or if we're still at home, they'll be at home. Uh, we've been using a YouTube channel and Pushing out the video to everyone, and and it's all done uh, locally in homes and things, the different speakers. So, we're prepared to do that. We're preparing right now for a virtual graduation this year that will all be done electronically, uh, uh, taped, uh, so that we keep social distancing. I think we're proactively looking at buying all the thermometers and things we need, and and we think at a minimum we're going to have to uh, change our budget to include face masks for staff and individuals, extra cleanings um i don't think that we will get to open as normal uh, we hope that we do but i think for sure we'll at least have uh, protocols for sanitation thing things that are going to require uh, doubling or tripling uh, maybe a facilities budget just to handle all the increase in equipment
0: so let me ask one question and, and I, I i've been asking this and it kind of came up and i haven't really prepared people for it so okay. to put you on the spot a little bit is What's something in regards to leadership that you've learned anew or has been confirmed for you just in, in, in this situation? Or is just something that you know what has completely surprised you and, and it's you know been a positive surprise for you?
1: Well, I think that um, I, I think that what people are looking for in crises down to the centuries. Uh, and it's funny today, I was listening to FDR's uh, first inaugural address where he talks about nothing to fear, but fear itself. And when you read the transcript of that, uh, speech or listen to it, cause I'm fascinated by listening to it, you realize how much of it applies to today. And, uh, being the first president to go four terms, I think that people look for leadership to be consistent, uh, not fearful, uh, and staying the course and, uh, for us here, at least I've gotten a lot of positive comments about how we've handled things and how um, at least my parents have said that you know, you're know you not jumping on the bandwagon of uh, uh, completely being afraid of what's going on, but at the same time taking a measured approach to what you're doing. So I think people look for that in leadership. I've been pleasantly surprised. My reviews have gone through the roof this semester, so that's great, um, because people appreciate that perspective, and uh, uh, so that's been a pleasant surprise.
0: Scott, really appreciate your time. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care.